Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Talking Manchester United podcast. I'm Shashank and with me today is Naveen, Nenad and Sohail and we'll be talking about the FA Cup. Hello listener, I'm Shashank. I'm your host for today. With me is India's very own football oracle, Naveen. Statman Nenad from First Time Finish, as well as a man who was there when Fergie first lifted the FA Cup. So, hail. <laughs> so, guys, we're all United fans. You know what happened with Liverpool last night. How are you feeling about life as United fans? I you mean, know, uh... pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, I think. Yeah. We, Naveen, we so had, what uh... about you guys? Uh, you we know, had, man, uh, in my country, the time zone is not very friendly to watch a Liverpool game uh, staying up uh, till 3 a.m. So I didn't watch the match live. But uh, first thing in the morning I checked was the result. And it was a really happy morning, to be honest. And then I watched the highlights. Uh, listening to Jim Beglin after the goal was freaking awesome. I I I thought they were playing away, uh, but then I realized when I saw the score. Then, you know, I, I first woke up with the smile, looking at the scoreline, and you know, uh, when I when I was on Twitter, I saw a tweet from Gary Neville and thought, uh, you know, to definitely, uh, you know, drop points. But then I actually checked the scoreline. You know, I was really happy, and then when when that when I found out that they lost at Anfield. It, it it even made me more happier. So can't be more happy than this. I mean, honestly, what a team to lose that record to since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and Burnley comes along, Sean Dyche with his 4-4-2, swashbuckling Benmi and James Tarkovsky. Uh, but yeah, I mean, kudos to Burnley. Uh, I didn't actually have the time to watch the game. But from what I've heard, they did brilliantly and Liverpool were, um, for all their efforts, they did not find the back of the net clearly. And I mean, good for us. <laughs> good for us, right? And, and Diego what... thought he could influence referees by talking about penalties. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny part is Divo Koriki missed a one-on-one chance. Oh, yeah. He... So he just had to beat the goalkeeper and he did and ended up hitting the post. I mean, I feel sorry for the sorry sorry for him. I mean he, he's not been getting opportunities and then anyways, Liverpool, Liverpool lost, so let's be happy about it. Exactly. Yeah. And since it's <laughs> Liverpool and since we are playing them on the weekend, we are now playing them what? Twice in a week after having not played them for a year. So you're playing them in an FA Cup. It's a tournament which in the, since the turn of the century hasn't been very kind to us, uh, we've only lifted it a few on a few occasions. So, what's your take on you know United's history uh, with the FA Cup, uh, Nina? In particular, you know, uh, you've been watching a lot of United in these tournaments in the last two decades or so. What's what's not been clicking? Why haven't we won more FA Cups? Uh, I mean, uh, I I don't think there's any one answer that properly 
um sort of rounds up the argument of why united have failed to win the fa cup um i think there's always been some uh, disappointing results um but i would say uh, if you want to talk a little bit more about recent history when we won it under louis van hal that was i would say a very pleasant surprise and i think that was actually one of uh, at least for uh, you know recent united fans or the younger fans as such um not that i'm saying i'm pretty old but uh, you know for the younger fans of the, sort of the more recent generation uh, that semi final against everton when ander herrera assisted anthony martial with that last ditch tackle and that is so classic ander herrera is it always giving it his 100% on the pitch and then he gives that pass to martial and then he just slots it away and the away crowd goes wild i think that was uh, that one game uh really strikes out as a special memory and then when you obviously lingard's volley in the final against palace again another um incredible moment although i would not say that was the best moment from the game because the best moment obviously has to be alan pardew's celebration after uh, after palace took the lead <laughs> so I, i would i would say that was the best game uh, best moment from that game but um uh, yeah so I think United's failure to win the FA Cup in recent years has just been, I think, fine margins. Um, it's it's really come down to fine margins, and sometimes um, the opposition has just been better. Um, I think that's I think that's how I would put it. Um, but looking forward to the game against Liverpool because of the form they are in and the form we are in. So it will be interesting. True. And Sohail, speaking of old, you've seen a lot of FA Cup encounters. What's your favorite one? <laughs> uh, I think I have mentioned it before as well among us, the friends, and I will repeat that my favorite moment was the Giggs goal against Arsenal in '99, and uh, he, him, actually, uh, the goal was epic in itself. But I really liked the way he ran with his shirt in his hand, and uh, later Gary made a made a comment that on that day he. he got to know that Ryan Gig had a rug on his chest and seriously <laughs> that year was special actually uh, you know uh, the treble and we watch it again 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 on videos and probably that's why i remember knowing uh, you people knowing me that i have a very bad memory but i have very fond memories from that year at least yeah absolutely especially it wasn't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it all started off with Ole's goal against Liverpool. In, was it round four or round three, Nenad? Um, I mean, now that you mention it, it's it's a bit difficult to remember. But I, I think I think it was it was round four. I think it was round four. Yeah, yeah. Round four. Yeah. Oh, that too was a season of comebacks. You know, it's those little things that make us believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of red cards and horrible memories, uh, what's your worst memory? Uh, from from the fa cup oh first memory of the fa cup in recent time has to be phil jones conceding the penalty uh against chelsea uh, i think it was in mourinho's uh, second season at united and yeah. probably antonio conte's last match at chelsea so phil jones uh, makes the tackle and hazard converts it early in the game so uh yeah that that that's a little disappointing I, you know felt that we could have won that uh, you know I, I, i was i was pretty much uh, hoping that we could go and win it 
and we were sort of confident of winning it as well but then you know uh, phil jones conceded a penalty early in the game and it was disappointing it was more disappointing the manner in which we lost so yeah that that's the it's, disappointment it's the hope that kills doesn't it yeah always so yeah so and that's the unique thing about the fa cup because you think about a, the carabao cup or even the europa league uh barring the year uh, in which you win it uh, there are not too many memories that you carry uh, from those tournaments whereas there's this whole romance about the fa cup that you know we all remember getting kicked out by that unbelievable team getting kicked out by wigan that horrible horrible defeat to leeds so even those sort of things are etched in your memory and i think that's what makes this tournament so special but you have to wonder you know in this day and age when there is so much of pressure on the modern game so much of pressure on the modern player and clubs of course are sort of stretched financially uh, because of the pandemic winning the fa cup gives you just about one third the prize money as winning something like the europa league and the europa league also acts uh, as an entry into the champions league something that the fa cup doesn't offer so is it right for certain clubs to actually uh, take a stance and say you know what we don't really care about the fa cup and if we are in both tournaments fa cup and europa league uh, uh, we should prioritize the europa league uh, and so in particular for united uh, do you think that that's the right approach given the long history and the association uh, we've had with the fa cup if you ask me i won't look at the prize money to be honest uh, we are a rich enough club and even in the pandemic you see that uh, we haven't done those bad things that other clubs have done with the staff and everything and we have come out of come out as a you know uh, a club that uh, every club other club can look up to so uh, prize money is not my concern uh, what i'm thinking is that fa cup although it's not as elite as the champions league or the premier league but still it's a very good trophy to have that have in that cabinet you know and it has a rich history and as you said uh, we have really good memories of the fa cup uh, the reason i want united to uh, give some weightage to the fa cup is that uh, we can play our french players who are not getting much time in the premier league and they are good enough to go forward uh, if we if we can beat liverpool somehow i think uh, we can go further uh, up to the tournament up to the semi final or even finals uh, with the players like dean henderson juan mata van de beek uh, players like these uh, also i believe europa is a very tough thing to manage you know matches on thursdays and uh, then again at the weekend you have to play the league match uh, although i also want us to uh, try try to go further in europa league but without risking our key players i don't want bruno or de gea maguire van der saka even pogba to play in these tournaments uh pardon me for calling pogba the key player he <laughs> is a key player although we don't like how he uh, how his agent and his uh, other 
members of his family they react to his uh, you know situation at the club but yeah if you ask me i would like united to give some sort of priority to the fa cup over europa nenad uh, sohail mentioned something very interesting in terms of the players he would like to see um mm. we read a few stories earlier today about ole trimming down the core squad to around 22 players yeah. um you know jesse is no longer part of that amad is mm. part of that possibly mm-hmm. brandon is not a uh, part of that coolish so it does leave very little sort of wiggle room so even if you rotate there's always this possibility that some of the first team starters would be yeah. on that nine man bench that is there mm-hmm. these days so yeah. in such a situation with the sort of history we share with liverpool what would be the starting 11 uh, that you reckon um, from a tactical standpoint can beat this liverpool team at old trafford um well i mean i think um jurgen klopp would definitely want to make a statement in this in this fixture after what happened against burnley so i, I would assume safely that liverpool would go with uh, their strongest lineup because they want to do they would ideally want to do well against us so uh, so assuming that they play their starters le- uh, strongest level um we would play uh, i think victor lindelof starts at the weekend because uh, ole mentioned him especially during his press today so i think he starts alongside maguire at the back uh, van bissaka starts and at left back shaw because he's been tremendous uh, in recent games and he's been he's had a fantastic season and he is really um, come into his own and sort of really picked up um, on his uh, numbers as well as his performances and further forward <clears throat> i think um, ole is sort of in a i would say a comfort zone playing fred and mctominay so i think there's a chance we might see that pivot again and um, so those two uh, ahead of the defense and then up front i think um, kavani might might not start because i think uh, ole would especially want us to count you know capitalize on transitions and um take advantage of liverpool's high press because that's what they do and try to counteract their counter press counter their counter press as such and try to get in behind uh using marshall rashford and i think greenwood starts as well particularly because i think there's been a slight improvement um uh, in his output from the right uh, he's tried to cut inside and not just shoot but also try to cross the ball into dangerous areas i tried to do that a couple of times against fulham and i hope to see him do that again and also provide van bissaka some comfort uh, overlapping down the right so i think that that pretty much sums it up and of course bruno starts because van der beek cannot seem to get any minutes in this team at this point and you know i i um, it's difficult to make an argument against bruno starting as well he's he's been incredible uh, all throughout the season Of course, there's been a few moments of fatigue, uh, which is natural given his game time. But no, call yeah, the hunt. Yeah, sorry, Nenad. Yeah, no. So I was just about to summarize. Uh, uh, Dean Henderson starts in goal. Ian McGuire, Victor Lindelof, Van Bissaka, Luke Shaw starts at left back. Fred McTominay, uh, Bruno, Marshall, Rashford, and Greenwood. So yeah, that would be the team that I think the we'd start against Liverpool. I've got a feeling that Axel plays at right back instead of Aaron Van Bissaka, 
and the fact that rash the fact that rashford didn't start in midweek sort of gave me the feeling that not only does he start but in the event maguire and bruno don't play he may even sort of lead the squad out so you saw someone like mctominay leading the squad out i think you might see one of the other leaders in the squad uh, starting but i think that's very circumstantial and i think that depends on some of the other senior lads not being there yeah i think but that would be very interesting if rashford does start as captain it would be a very proud moment for him i'm sure yeah yeah i remember he started as captain last year in that carabao cup semi final that we lost to city right yeah i think he did yeah yeah he might have yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so this this clearly that sort of it's it's very clear you know it's maguire bruno marcus scott that's the sort of leadership spine uh, mm. that ole does look at when he looks at the team Uh, but there's yeah. something interesting that you mentioned you you mentioned how klopp will take it quite seriously uh yeah. especially as a platform to bounce back and navin that's something i wanted to come to you on uh don't you think knowing how jurgen has operated in previous season wherein he's prioritized the premier league he's prioritized the champions league he may look at how injury hit his squad is and think you know what if i go out of the fa cup no matter even if it's at the hands of united i can actually try and get more out of my squad uh for the rest of the season and manage them better navin ninad mentioned an interesting point about jurgen potentially looking at this cup game as an occasion to bounce back after the disappointment of midweek but there is reason enough to wonder given jurgen's previous history with the cup competition that he may just consider going out of this particular tournament as an advantage in terms of the premier league and champions league fixtures that he has ahead he's not necessarily strengthened uh, the squad that he has uh, and it doesn't seem to be that there are any indications that he's going to strengthen the squad so what's your take uh, on what would be jurgen's approach and can you see him uh, in any way sort of trying to do anything with that squad uh, maybe recall somebody from loan or just do something so that you know uh, the season doesn't peter out okay shashank let me just uh, jump in there uh, i think so i think liverpool's uh, record in recent years in cup competitions hasn't been great um there are of course caveats to that uh, there have been injuries and in recent uh, in recent months they've been affected by um by covid and so they've had to field uh, younger younger teams against uh, teams in cup competitions so there's that as well but i think there's a general trend as well uh, that is very evident that jurgen uh, prefers to focus more on league and cup uh, league and uh, champions league uh, competition uh, competitions so yeah i i think uh, there is there is always that possibility but again um, as i said earlier this because this is manchester united because they lost against burnley and because this, there is the the derby aspect to it and there is that there is that feeling that he has to make a statement now because liverpool are clearly in a slump and what better way is there to make a statement when you are coming up against your biggest rivals so yeah so hey let me flip that question around for you uh 
would it be the worst thing in the world uh, if we are not in the FA Cup this season, given how the league is going? Uh, I think uh, uh, going out of the FA Cup, uh, the disadvantage would only be that we won't be able to give more game time to De- to the likes of Dean Henderson and the guys who are not playing much in the league. Other than that, uh, I think uh, this is our best chance to win the Premier League title. Yes, I'm saying that. We are in a title race and other teams have not been doing well. Uh, look at Liverpool. They have their problems. City, although, is a very strong uh, title challenger. But we are there halfway around the season. So, I think our top priority should always be the Premier League. Having said that, I don't think we should just give up FA Cup. Uh, we should try our best to beat Liverpool. Because us beating Liverpool will, uh, will you know, break their confidence even further. They are already in trouble, and uh, it would be a confidence boost for them if they beat us at Old Trafford. So, uh, I want us to go in in that match in with the name to win the, win the game. I agree. I think uh, Jurgen is one manager. Ole hasn't beaten yet, so I think for him also to get over that psychological barrier of beating someone like him, I think that would do him also a world of good. And of course, you know, let's not forget that towards the later half of the season, I think with the three or four games to go, Liverpool are coming to Old Trafford. So if by then Ole has already got one over Jurgen, I think I, I think it will just play more into Jurgen's mind, and I think it will be a big confidence booster for this team. Uh, I'm I'm also a little worried how in a month losing to City and Liverpool in competitions at home would do to the psyche of the squad. I mean, I mean, they're strong characters, but uh, Renard, I think there is there is reason for us to also doubt that you know those two defeats could have some sort of psychological bearing. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, there's obviously that aspect to it as well. But uh, you know, let's um, at least looking at um, the both teams and their current form, um, you can say that United can go into this fixture with some. Uh, I wouldn't even say some. I would say a good amount of confidence. That they have a chance against this team that is, you know, significantly strong in uh, in attack on its day. Even though we know that they haven't been in uh, the greatest of form lately, on its day, that that uh, Liverpool attack is still one of the best in the league. And you know, uh, we have to be on our A game to beat them. And yeah, I I hope uh, we we come out with uh, the best possible outcome. I hope we do too. So tell me something, uh, and this is for all of you. Uh, how far do each of you reckon we will go in the FA Cup? And which is the one player you would like to see being given the longest run if we go into the latter stages of the story? I mean, um, I think I think we would, looking at uh, the teams that are still in the competition at the moment, there's there's still quite a few Premier League sides that are still there. So there's Tottenham, there's Everton, there's um, there's still City and Chelsea, um, West Ham, Brighton's still there, Wolves are still there, Southampton and Arsenal are playing tomorrow. So I mean, either of those getting eliminated is a significant advantage to us, I think. 
Southampton more so probably. Um, so I think given the opposition and the teams that are still remaining, we can we can safely expect that United would make uh, the semi-finals again. Um, but ultimately, uh, I think as long as City are still in the competition, they are probably our biggest uh, challenge if we overcome Liverpool. That yep. is. And yeah, yep. let's let's see, let's see. I, I hope that we get to the final, and if we do, I think we'll win it because this team really is is missing that silverware. You know, the feeling of winning a trophy, any trophy, uh, you know, for that matter. Uh, all of this this group has been together, uh, you know, for uh, over a year now, and I think there is a there is a good bond between the primary players. But to be a truly world class team. you need to have the uh, the hunger to win silverware and no doubt they do but you also need to have a taste of that silverware to want it more and more again so i would hope that we would uh, reach the final again um, and beyond that you know whatever happens on the day happens so let's see Yeah, and so uh, I know you are an optimist, <laughs> so you would want to win it. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, looking at our recent history, uh, dare I say, again the semi-final, uh, that that has been the biggest hurdle for us in the cup games lately, uh, going out in the semi-finals. Uh, this time, I would love to beat that hurdle and win the FA Cup. You know, right now we can say that uh, we are on a good run. and uh, i remember discussing with you guys uh, when you uh, shashank you said that it's all about uh, uh, runs with manchester united when we go on a run of uh, we go on a run and win all the matches and uh, do well and then we go on a bad run as well so there has been some consistency with, with it but right now i'm really hoping that uh, uh, the squad is much better you know Uh, as ninat said that this group has been together for a year now so i'm really hoping that uh, we know now how to go on a winning run and on a good run and keep the consistency levels the players you you asked that uh, uh, who would i like to see on a longer run uh, absolutely dean henderson uh, he needs these matches i mean in the premier league uh, de gea is first choice but this lad is the future manchester united number 1 and i really want him to stay in focus stay stay with high confidence uh, the performance he did at sheffield were you know uh, everyone thinks at least the manchester united fans think that uh, he should be the uh, number one goalkeeper for england as well so i think dean henderson and also greenwood i would like greenwood to play all the cup games so that guys also our future star so surely these two surely and then there are some other players who are not getting enough time in the premier league they should be given chances in the cup games yeah i mean we have this unique position where we can play a homegrown spine of you know brandon axel scott mason you know in the in the fa cup and possibly even in the europa league uh, and and give them that that sort of confidence to go into even the biggest of games in these tournaments and say you know we trust you go on uh, 
show yourself to be a Manchester United player. Uh, I'm personally hoping to see uh, a bit of Ahmad um, in this tournament. I think that's the best way to sort of ease him in and see what he's all about. Um, test him because I think he's going to be a very important player for us uh, next season if we don't go and get a, a right winger again. Uh, but I think on that note, uh, we, we've all felt uh, fairly good about United coming into to this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we're leaving feeling pretty optimistic uh, as we look forward to this uh, to another game versus Liverpool and hopefully another chance uh, to put them into a little bit more misery. Uh, so, thanks to the Indian Football Oracle, Naveen, for joining us. Uh, and Sohail, hope you get to see many more FA Cup victories. And <laughs> like you saw, Bergie's first FA Cup victory. May Thank you also, you. this season, get to see Ole's first FA Cup victory. Uh, and Ninal, I'm sure that uh, United will throw out some interesting stats on this journey as well. Uh, yeah, let's, let's however, look into that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, however long it is, you you know it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, what, <laughs> true, what, true, true. Yeah. And Sushant, so just that, to uh, yeah, just to add to your optimistic uh, final note, I just I would be remiss if I did not mention a particular stat that would make you guys happy. So, so here's a stat for the match: Liverpool have been eliminated from the FA Cup by Manchester United more than they have been by any other opponent in the comp- uh, in the competition's history nine times including final defeats so, so, so that's something to look forward year. to yeah let's hope for the 10 <laughs> yeah 10 times it is on that note guys thank you thank you so much for your time and listeners we really hope you enjoyed listening to this one thank you thanks Thank you, listener. Hope you really liked the podcast today. We certainly enjoyed making it. Do subscribe us for many more such content. And of course, we always look forward to your feedback. Thank you.